As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Howdy, hey, and ho, ho, ho. Welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create joy and share our love for all things Disney. Disney Assembled is sponsored by our patrons over on Patreon, Brenda, Danny, Connie, and Andrew. Yes, thank you very much. If you would like to join them and become part of our patron supporter family over on Patreon, go to our website, DisneyAssembled.com, click on the Become a Patron button. Membership starts as little as $2 a month, and with that, Get access to all of the exclusive member-only content over there. However, if you're looking to add additional Disney magic to your life, I suggest and we suggest you check out Magic of the Mouse Radio. Magic of the Mouse Radio is the best internet radio station that plays all of your favorite Disney music and extra content 24-7, 365. We're recording this episode on December 24th, which is Christmas Eve, right? For those of you who do Christmas. So if you go to Magic and Mars Radio now, I think they're still doing the holiday music stuff. So if you want that good Disney holiday music, go to Magic and Mars Radio. You can do magicmouseradio.com. You can also find them there. And our show, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the Magic of the Mouse radio family, I am so proud to be a part of the Magic of the Mouse news family. Magic of the Mouse news has articles for anything and everything Disney related that you might want to read. So make sure to go check it out. Magicofthemousenews.com. Yes, do that. And we would really appreciate it. All right. As I said just a few moments ago, we are recording this episode on December 24th, 2023. It is Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to those of you who Merry celebrate Christmas. Christmas out there. Thank you so very much for that. Or whatever holiday your family suggests, uh, suggests every any holiday your family celebrates, we wish you well. We hope it's a wonderful holiday. Season's greetings, holiday greetings from us over at Disney Assembled. No matter what your family is doing at this time of year, we hope you're doing it well. We hope you enjoy it. We hope it, you're safe. Yeah, all that yes. good stuff. What else is going on that we want to talk about? We have everything's coming. So you and I were having a conversation, Mimi, about what we think we are going to be putting out here in the coming weeks, because this is the time of year where you're off of school. I'm out of work for a while. And this is where the creative juices start flowing. This is where the, the content just starts coming out. Right. We sort of have it. So we have right. maybe some things that are coming soon. In addition to this week's episode that we want to tell our Friends out there who are listening, you want to, you want to give them a little preview of what to come in the next few weeks? Yeah. So next week, we will be continuing with our annual Corridor of Excellence. And the following week, we'll be doing our predictions for 2024. Right. In, so, in right. a nutshell, that's what's coming up. So this week, we have a main topic, which is sort of related to the what we did last year around this time of year, right? Do you want to tell everybody what we're doing this week? Yeah, totally. It is our 2023 
Disney Plus Content Awards. Right. So our Disney Content Awards for 2023. We did this last year. The 2022 Content Awards will go through various categories. We'll hand out the Golden Mimis, the Golden Papas. Just talk a little bit about the things that we think are worthy of recognition that came out in either Disney, Marvel, or Star Wars in 2023. In 2023. Right. So we'll do that this week. And as Mimi said, next week, uh, we will do our third annual Corridor of Excellence. We will induct new members into the Disney Assembled Corridor of Excellence next week. Or at least we'll do that this week, but it will be released next week. Yes. And then the week after that, uh, we will do our annual sort of looking back over... Uh, the year, tw- what like our predictions from 2023 to see what came yeah, true. To see what predictions were correct. And then we're going to look ahead to 2024 to make predictions we'll again. Do our predictions of yeah. 2024. And I'm sure somewhere along the way, we'll go back over our goals that we had set. I think we do that at our podcast anniversary in March. Like yeah, we go I think that. so too. I don't know we, if we do that at the new year. Right. And of course, we've been, if you've been listening, we've been hinting at the maybe supposed almost definitely going to happen Disney World trip that's coming up pretty soon for us. And uh, I'm sure we'll be sprinkling in, you know, content. Yeah, with our sprinkly, get the sprinkly fingers, the sprinkled fingers. fingers. Uh, Sprinkling in some content from uh, that almost certain trip that is coming. Uh, So follow us on the socials, right? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, especially TikTok, especially TikTok, because we'll be doing some stuff, uh, some trip reporting from there, sort of live and and not so live. But is there anything if there's anything that you guys want to see on our social medias, let us know and I can get that out for you. But I, I have kind of taken control of. um recording content to create does that make sense like papa's planning to do a lot of live things and a lot of a lot of in the moment things slash getting stock video but i have plans for vlogs and what we eat in a day and food reviews and all these awesome things that are coming up that you really can't do outside of the moment right like we can do food reviews but it's it's hard to do food reviews without the food in front of you right so Right. So if you've been listening to the show and you've been following us on the socials, we don't I mean, I know we go to Disney World more often than most people, but we do not live anywhere close to Disney World. So when we do go, we want to plan out. We want to have time as a family. Like we don't just do content creation. We're going to go there and relax and just have fun as a family. But oh, no. Yeah, we're certainly not going there and only, you know, living on our phones, taking videos and making voiceovers and things. But um but if there are things people would like us to see and report on while we're there, let us know. Yeah, Disney like if you want to see character interactions, we can interact with characters. If you want to see ride POVs or queue POVs, anything, anything, truly anything. Yeah. yeah. Give us a hint. Uh, DisneyAssembly at gmail.com. Drop us a message and uh, we'll see what we can do. We're sure we can't promise anything, but we'll see what we can do while we're there. Oh, All yeah. right. It's also going to be freezing while we're there. It's, it's supposed to be, be like cold. highs of 60 yeah, it'd be lows in the 40s. I know for some people around the world, that's not terribly cold at this oh, no, time of yeah. year, but no, it's, for us, I mean, it's pretty cold. It's not, but high of 60. Fahrenheit, because like, we have some people who do the Celsius thing, yeah. right? It's, 60, in, but it'll be sunny, so it'll be like probably warm in the sun, cold in the shade. Right, right. So Something like that. We'll see. All right. Very good. Are we ready to jump in? All right. We have content this week. We have the awards. We have the Golden Mimis and the Golden Papas to hand out this year. I think people are going to be excited, maybe surprised, because you and I have already gone over this and we've sort of made our predictions already and our, we've already written down the winners. And I'm curious to see, you know, people who are listening, if they agree with us or not. 
And maybe they'll give us some feedback on that. Yeah. It'd be less fun. Okay. We also have to have the um, Disney Dad Joke of the Week and whatever other nonsense comes to our mind. Try not to tangent out too much, right? We're going to yes. jump right in. So excited. All right. It is Christmas Eve, as I said. And so this week's Disney Dad Joke is going to be slightly Christmas okay. themed or okay. Christmas adjacent. So are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week, Christmas Eve edition. Mimi. Yeah. Santa. Yes. You know, he enjoys doing his job as Santa. One of the things he likes to do in the off season is, you know, get over to, to Epcot for the flower and garden festival. Do you know why Santa enjoys the flower and garden festival so much? I do not. Cause he likes to ho, ho, ho. Oh, wow. Get it? Yeah. Like the, Cause of the garden, the garden tool. The, he, the ho, ho, ho. Wow. There you go. Okay. That is this week's Disney Dad Joke of the Week, Christmas edition, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, Disney fans, right? Because maybe some people, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, Disney fans everywhere. If you have a dad joke of the Disney variety that you wish for us to consider using on the show, send us an email at disneyassembled.gmail.com or a direct message at Disney Assembled, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Twitter, TikTok. Okay, let's jump into it. Because right, we have awards. We have categories. We have, it's not dragging out. We're good. We're, we're not even 10 minutes into the episode. We've we've stuck to the, to the to the fictitious script pretty well. All right. It's this essentially the same categories as last time, but we dropped one of them. We dropped the category. We'll talk about it as we get to it and we'll explain, you know, we'll explain why we did mm-hmm. some of the things we did, right? Because last year, I think we tried to give awards out based on things in some categories that we didn't see. And I didn't think that was fair this year. So we only stuck with things that we had that we've seen. actually yeah. witnessed, that we had actually seen with our own two eyes and processed with our own two brains. So let's jump in. The first category, the Disney Assembled Content Awards 2023, Disney Content Awards 2023, mm-hmm. is Best Disney slash Pixar Animated Film. And the nominees are Elemental. And Wish. There's only two. There's only two. That's Elemental weird because there were like wish. three or four last These year. These are the only two that we put on the list. There may have been, I don't think there were any more. I think this was it. So yeah. we had two to pick from. All right. The Golden Mimi this year. Should we do the drum roll? Yes. The Golden Mimi of Best Disney slash Pixar Animated Film is? I'm going to give it to Elemental. I think, um, although Wish had some properties that were better, like the characters were a little bit better. And um, it had a little bit more tension. I thought the plot of yeah, the plot and character, like art design of Elemental, was um, creative and you know interesting. The plot was not different, but like the the art style and the idea mm-hmm. of using elements and you know playing on that. I thought it was really creative. That it was cute. Um, I was excited to see it going in, and you know it wasn't the best, but I thought it was better than Wish. Right. No, hey, there you go. The golden yeah, Mimi goes it. to Elemental. All right. The Golden Papa in the same category goes to, I'm going to give mine to Wish. Okay. And I'm, it's pretty simple. I fell asleep partway through Elemental. I got bored. I didn't fall asleep in Wish. I thought both films were three out of five stars. Yeah. I thought Elemental, though, was not as original as Wish. I thought Wish was pretty original. Even though yeah. I, that we, we haven't done any, we have to do an instant reaction on that. We, we did, did so do we an did instant, instant reaction. We have to do a more in-depth thing for our patrons. Yeah. But Elemental to me was literally, they took 
Zootopia and Romeo and Juliet, and they just changed it to elements instead of animals or whatever. Victorian age. Right. And I just, I'm sorry, I was just a little bored with Elemental. Yeah, that's fair. I I thought it was visually fantastic, but I was bored with it. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought the, the, the things that lacked in Wish were the things that, Elemental did really well. Right. The things that Elemental lacked, Wish did really well. Right. I thought so, they were both three out of five, but they were both Wish average. was more original than me to me than Elemental. And yeah. like I said, I dozed off and sort of zoned out during Elemental in the middle of that film. So yeah, there we go. Sure. The Golden Mimi and the Gobo Papas. I, I would have to say overall, not a very strong year for Disney slash Pixar animated films. No, absolutely. I'm not. really hoping they turn that around going forward. I think Inside Out Two sequel, has great pro- yeah, promise. I think the sequel to Inside Out. Could be very well done. Right. Um, right. You ready to go to the next category? Yeah. All right, the next category is best MCU film. And the nominees are Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and The Marvels. There's also kind of a lacking year in the MCU film. Again, another moment. maybe three out Solid of five Solid three year. out of five year. But, um, All right. So are you ready for the Golden Mimi? Yeah. The Golden Mimi goes to... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So well, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, I know it's not Ant-Man. And I enjoyed watching the Marvels a lot more than I enjoyed watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But when you look at it from an objective standpoint, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was the better movie. Um, the plot was very, it was unique. It was not something that I had seen before from the MCU. It was emotional. It was character driven. Um, and overall, I, I think just a better film than the Marvels, um, you know, for the reasons I mentioned and more. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that was kind of my reasoning behind my pick. Very good. All right. The Golden Papa best MCU film of the year goes to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, it, I think. It was just the better of the three films. Yeah, and I don't think there's much more I can say about it other than that. I just think it was the better film. Yeah, that's fair. Three. Okay, so the next one we got is Star Wars TV Disney Plus series. And the nominees include Ahsoka, Mandalorian Season 3, The Bad Batch Season 2, The Young Jedi Adventures, Adventures, and... Star Wars Visions... The volume Visions two. Volume 2. The Visions is like that behind-the-scenes show. No, no, no. That was the... It's the anime... Oh, that's shorts, right. That's right. right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. So... Which one do you want to do? Golden, Golden Mimi Papa. or the Golden, Golden Papa? Papa? Golden Papa War for Best Star Wars TV or series goes to. I went with Mandalorian Season 3. And this was really hard for me because, first of all, Visions and Young Jedi Adventures, I scratched up because I didn't see either of those. I was not a fan of Visions Season 1, Volume 1, so I wasn't really all that interested in Volume 2. But I did watch the other three, Ahsoka, Mandalorian Season 3, and Bad Batch Season 2. And I enjoyed all three of them very much. Don't don't get it twisted. I enjoyed all three of them, but I went with Mandalorian season three because of a couple of things. One, it came out earlier in 2022. So a lot of people may have forgotten a little bit about it because Ahsoka was so recent. Right. And I just remembered the hype around Bo-Katan and the Mythosaur and, you know, training Grogu in the Mandalorian way. And, you know, the the story arc with Mark uh, with Moff Gideon and the the whole uh, the, the the sort of the the Marth Gideon uh, the troopers that came and 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 going back to Mandalore and trying to reclaim it and get it all back under Mandalorian 
sort of, uh, I don't know, rule, but sort of try to rebuild. I don't know. I just thought Mandalorian, I thought Ahsoka was great. I thought Bad Batch season two was very good. But I, I, I had to go with Mandalorian season three. I just, I, I, I couldn't discount the hype around Mando, Grogu, and yeah. anti-Bo-Katan. That's fair. For season three. That's, so I went with uh, Mandalorian season three. That's fair, right? I think. It was it was good. Right. It was a good season of, of television. Right. The Golden Mimi for best Star Wars TV series. It goes to Ahsoka. Um, the reasoning behind this one is, is thing, oh, they're all things that I've talked about before on the show. Um, I think Ahsoka is kind of the first female lead in a Star Wars property that people actually like, and that is dynamic. Um, oh, well, like Rey and Ola, like Leia. Okay. Both of those characters are very strong and they are great characters, but they, they don't have very much dimension to them. And Ahsoka is, it's complicated and it's really, it's good for me. It's important. It was important for me specifically to see, it's important in general for me to see women in action films and action, you know, franchises, which is kind of silly, but, um, it, I don't know. So there was that. And then the whole show was just fan service to Rebels and the way that the characters interact, the setting, like the, I don't know, just the plot. Like it, it's very much fan service being done to Rebels fans, but it continued the plot and we got a great look into this phenomenal character. We got introduced to um, this absolute banger villain character. Um, what's her name? What? Are you talking about Shin? Yeah, Shin. Yeah. Super cool. Like I just, I could wait to watch the next episode and I wanted to be Ahsoka for Halloween immediately after watching it. And it, it didn't, I don't know. It just, it stuck, it struck a chord with me the way Mandalorian season three did not. Cool. So Very I good. picked Ahsoka. And we don't have best Star Wars films. There was no Star Wars films this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should tell everybody we would have a category for that if there was, but there was no such thing that came out this year. So we could not have that category. Um, the next category uh, that we're going to give out awards to is best MCU TV series. This is also Disney Plus stuff. And the nominees for this award are What If Season 2, which just recently started and we're catching up on, uh, Secret Invasion, and Loki Season 2. And the Golden Mimi for Best MCU TV Series goes to... It's got to go to Loki. Um, I didn't care for What If Season 1, so I'm not super into What If Season 2. I know that's kind of a hot take. I just... I didn't like it. I didn't like the art style. I didn't like the idea. It just, it wasn't my thing. Um, Secret Invasion, my hatred of Secret Invasion goes very deep, runs very close to my heart. Um, I've talked about it many a time on the show before. So definitely, most certainly was not that one. But I also think at the same time, Loki season two, there were scenes and there were episodes and there were moments and there were character developments and moments between characters that reflected some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. Some of the most artistic and creative production, the most like masterful acting skill. Truly, I thought it was, there were moments where it was very, 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 very good. And not just another Marvel TV show with eh, acting and eh, production. Right. Um, Cool. legitimately very good very good so right. definitely low-key best mcu tv series this year for the golden papa award goes to 
also Loki season two. Uh, I, I liked what if season one, I am enjoying what if season two. Um, I was very disappointed with secret invasion. It was supposed to be sort of a setup for the Marvels, just the way sort of Miss Marvel was sort of a setup for the Marvels. And I really feel bad for the Marvels because we liked Miss Marvel, but Secret Invasion, I don't think, did much of anything to really make people want to see the Marvels in the theater, which really hurt the Marvels, I think, in some ways, which is a shame. But I thought Loki season two by far was the best MCU content uh, for the year. And that would include, I would say that was better content than even in the films. Like if you wrapped all the MCU content together, Loki season two, I think was the best by far oh, for sure. of the, of the Marvel content that came out this year. And I agree with you. I think the storytelling, the character development, the writing, I think all of it combined for just, and I was really invested in how it was going to be wrapped up. Oh, for sure. Uh, at the end. So yeah, Loki season two by far wins the golden pop-up. I think for if you MCU. have, yeah, I think if you have, a series where people are theorizing while it's running to figure out what's going to happen next to try and guess and get ahead. And then if you have at the same time, people who after the show ends are literally grasping for any more lore that you can possibly give them or trying to make parallels to old franchises that your character's been involved in, that's when you have a hit television show. And that is what Loki was doing. Absolutely. All right. The next category that we would have talked about was best live action Disney film. We didn't see any of them. And I'll list the ones that I had written down. We're not going to give an award for this because we didn't watch any of these films. It was Peter Pan and Wendy, Little Mermaid, Haunted Mansion, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which we lumped in there because we don't have a Lucasfilm specific Indiana Jones category. Since we have not seen any of those yet, I didn't think it was fair for us to pass judgment on them. However, based on track record of these live action properties, none of them are probably very good. The next category we are going to not, we are going to give out an award on is the best film overall, the best of the worst, I say the worst film of all. And I would be, I would probably say that one of these films that we did not see would probably make its way into the conversation here based on recent history of Disney live action, but we're not going to judge, but um, we're not going to have a nominees for this. We're just going to say who we think the award should go to. Right. So Mimi, what is the golden Mimi award for the worst film of the year? It's got to go to me to Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I don't remember a single thing that happened in that movie. And yeah, it came out in February, but so did Mandalorian season two. And I can remember what happened in that season three, season three. Sorry. I just secret invasion, even the parts that I watched, I can remember, but I could not give you a single plot detail to Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. And that speaks speaks volumes right. to me. I'm going to, and I'm going to just limit my choices to the five films we've already considered. Right. So that would have been elemental wish, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three and Marvels of those five. I'm going to give the worst film of the year to elemental. I just, I just really, I didn't dislike elemental, but it, I didn't find it to be particularly the fun movie. I thought at least Marvel, the Marvels and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania were at least fun at moments. I just thought Elemental was just lazy. I'm sorry. I just, yeah, that's you know, fair. so I, unfortunately I know a lot of people love that film and which is fine, but it just wasn't my, it was my cute. Thing. And that was it. 
That's yeah. all it had going for it. Yeah. It was cute. All right. Next category is the most disappointing content we saw this year. And this goes in TV series or film. So things that we sort of hyped up in our head, we're really, really looking forward to. And we were left feeling so bitterly disappointed by it. Um, what, which property did you give that award to? So I had initially chosen Wish. Um, we, re- we recently saw Wish and, you know, a deeper dive into our immediate reaction will be up on our Patreon shortly. But it's got to go to Secret Invasion. Um, I don't think you can slap Nick Fury on a title and have me not be excited about it. And then I watched it and I couldn't finish it. I could not finish Secret Invasion. I thought it was so boring and not even because like, not even because it wasn't creative the way Elemental wasn't creative, just because it was bad. It was just bad writing. It was a bad plot and it was, it left me very upset. Yeah. I I think I too, just like you originally, I was going to say Wish because I had really pumped Wish up in my head. Like I really, really thought this is it. This is going to be a fantastic way to celebrate Disney 100. You know, this film's going to come out. It's going to be original storytelling. It's going to be, and it really wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which was very disappointing, but I agree with you. I think of the things that we're considering for this award, secret invasion was the most disappointing. I watched all the episodes and I so desperately was hoping I was like, maybe at the very end, that will find a way to really bring this back and pull it away from the, you know, the depths of despair. And it just didn't make it for me. I'm sorry. I mean, it just really, it missed almost every mark that I was hoping it would hit. And, uh, I I agree with you. I'm going to go at secret invasion as my most disappointing content of the year. These are sad content <laughs> awards we're getting out pretty awful. We got to rethink this. All right, how let's let's do something more positive. How about surprisingly good? Which it's item like was was positive. one that maybe we didn't think was going to be all that great? Like we sort of had limited expectations going into it. This is backhandedly positive. This but it was not... much better than we thought it was going to be, which yeah. I think is a positive thing. So what what do you, what did you think was the most surprisingly good piece of content for the year. Mine is definitely the Marvels. Um, I knew Ahsoka was going to be great. I knew Loki season two was going to be great. I didn't expect very much from, you know, Disney Pixar and it kind of hit my expectation, but Marvel can disappoint me time after time after time with its films. And I will still hype it up in my head and be excited to see it. Am and the Wasp let down. Friends of the Galaxy got my confidence back up there, but then the Marvels. The lovely Marvels. Um, Captain Marvel doesn't have a great reputation and I wasn't obsessed with Ms. Marvel. You know, it wasn't my favorite, but it was cute. I was like, okay. No, I loved the film. I loved the Marvels so much. Like many people have said, the only gripe I have with it is that the, the villain is poor, but I can almost look past that because of how fun and entertaining and exciting it was to watch those three women work together and just bounce off of each other and really create dynamic and interesting characters. Right. So the Marvels was definitely my surprisingly good. Yeah, I, I agree with anything you said there, but I didn't give my choice to the Marvels. I wanted Bad Batch season two. I liked Bad Batch season one, and but I was it was good. 
But I was like, all right, I'm going to check out season two and see where they're going with this story. I mean, are they going to make it more engaging? And the end of Bad Batch season two really leaves you with some big pieces out there that are very interesting if you're a Star Wars person. So I was surprised that Bad Batch season two was as good as it was. I knew it would be decent, but I walked away going, that was a really good season. It was like edgy. Yeah, it was, it it was pretty there. good. Yeah. So I, I went with Bad Batch season two. Good job, guys. All right. Uh, the next category is most forgettable. Another negative category. So the most forgettable piece of content for you this year. What what, what did you give that award to? I gave it to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, kind of, you know, I said this when I talked about why it was my worst film from the year. I don't remember a single thing that happened in it. I know that they were in the quantum realm and there were people that wanted to hurt them. And I don't remember anything else yeah. after that. So there you go. Yeah. My most forgettable piece of content this year. And as I'm looking at it, I might change my mind. No, I'm going to go with what I said. It, it was elemental. I just think it's going to be one of those films that to me is going to be like, all right, they made this film, but I really, I don't see how it's going to have any standing power. I don't think it'll have any real standing power in the Disney verse or the Pixar verse. So yeah, elemental will be my most forgettable piece of content for the year. Yeah. Most unforgettable. Like this is, you know, big deal. Like piece of content that was like, you know, I'm this really changed the way you may have looked at certain things. It's like a Roman empire. Yeah. Well, okay. What is it? Do you remember that? Do you remember the Roman empire trend? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't. Your Roman Empire of the of the Disney Plus right. universe from 2023. Mine is Ahsoka. Um, I remember everything that happened in Ahsoka. I was so so hooked on that on that on that series. Could not wait to sit down every Wednesday and watch it. I hated that it would come out at 8 p.m. and not <laughs> earlier. Um, I was just fascinated with Ahsoka, and I would probably watch it over and over again. It was Very so good. Cool. Uh, for me, the most unforgettable piece of content for the year, I think, was Loki season two. I think I think of all the pieces of content that came out this year overall, I would say that Loki season two was probably the best overall. I mean, do we have a best overall category? I don't know if we have a best overall category, but yeah, I think Loki season two to me continues to stand out as the most unforgettable. All right. Most fun. Now this most fun category is interesting because it may not be from the be the best movie or the best series or the best property, but it was the one you walked away. It's like, Hey, you know, I laughed. I smiled. I had a good time. It was worth, you know, I, I had some popcorn or I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that thing. Um, most fun. What did you put down as the Mimi's choice? Yeah. So I wanted to put the Marvels. Um, because the Marvels was a lot of fun, but I put down Loki season two because hi, Sally. Hi, mama girl. But I put down Loki season two because it had me engaged and laughing and giggling. Obviously, that is a lot of fun. Right. And then having entertainment about the movie. That's fun. But to me, what's more fun than that is theorizing and thinking about the lore and trying to figure out the plot and the mystery. That is so, so much fun with to me and calling my friend and talking for three hours about what's going on. That is, you know, that is so, so, so like, ugh, if I could spend my whole day doing that, I would. Cool. So Loki season two. All right. For me, the most fun piece of content for 2023 was the Marvels, believe it or not. I, I thought the Marvels was fun. I literally laughed out loud in that film. And I thought, I just, I enjoyed how fun that movie was. 
I know it has tons of issues and problems. I agree with you that the villain wasn't great, that we've sort of talked about that already. But I think in just a pure fun factor, I gave it to the Marvels. I think they deserve a little bit of love. And so there you go. All right. The most likely to watch again. This is the thing that I don't know whether we liked it or whatever. We think it deserves a second viewing. Um, most likely to watch again. Which one did you pick for that? Yeah. So when I talked about most unforgettable, I definitely said Ahsoka. But the answer is the Marvels um, because it's short. It's a short little movie. It's entertaining. Um, it's funny. I would. It's the kind of movie that I would play at my at a birthday party and like we would all just hang out and eat pizza and watch. So yeah, yeah, good stuff there. I picked uh, Ahsoka because uh, I do want to see that series again. There's a lot in there, the little Easter eggs and things that uh, maybe I didn't catch in the first viewing. I really enjoyed Ahsoka a lot. I'm surprised I didn't mention Ahsoka more in my awards because I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but I think I'm going to give the most likely to watch again. What you Ahsoka. just what you just said made me think of something. I might rewatch Wish, not because it's a good movie, but because there are so many Easter eggs. And while we were watching it in the theater, we picked up on a lot of those Easter eggs. But I would almost want to go back and watch it over and over until I find all of them. Right. Because it was so cute the way that they did that. Yeah. I might. I would probably do the same thing, but I'm going to say Ahsoka for this one. Mm-hmm. This is the next category. We didn't do this category last year, but I wanted to add it in because, you know, we didn't have, there were some things we didn't see this year and I wanted to maybe replace a category with this one. This was the most surprising or biggest surprise category. So this could be a piece of content or maybe a character that maybe you didn't know a lot about, or maybe you didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but that really surprised you at how, good it was and how impactful it was on the story or, or what you were doing or, or, or the reason for you to enjoy a particular piece of content. So the biggest surprise award, which one did you, did you pick for that? I think I picked the ending of Loki season two um, because it was always sort of like the idea of the episode being called glorious purpose and you know, all the callbacks to the original series, all the callbacks to Loki you know, prior to the series, it was, it was shocking and it was exciting. And I was on the edge of my seat watching it and seeing him, you know, finally sit on his throne, even though it, it doomed him to an eternity of, you know, sitting there forever. Cool. It was definitely surprising. I, I would agree with you. I think that was a really a big surprise and I could have definitely gone with that, but I went in a different direction. I went with a brand new character that was introduced in the Star Wars universe. And it's a shame that the actor that played Balin Skull passed away because I really enjoyed that character a lot. But I'm going to give my biggest surprise to Shin Hati, a new character, the, his apprentice. Mm-hmm. She's I a think great character. there is so much potential to bring Shin Hati into the Star Wars universe as a significant female antagonist. If you think about Star Wars, there aren't many strong female antagonists. There are plenty, there are there are a number of strong female heroes, you know, protagonists, right? Or antagonist protagonists, protagonists, but not a lot of strong female antagonists. And I think Shin Hati has a real chance and. I mean, this character blew up on the social networks like there is a there's a big following 
of Shin Hati fans out there. Yeah. And I think it was a really interesting character because there's a lot of mystery with this character. You don't know a lot about the background. And but, you know, she's very capable and you know that she can get the job done. And it'll be really, really interesting if they do Ahsoka season two, what they do with that character. I hope I think they are doing a season two of Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. But I really, really hope that they explore this character in more detail and and not in a way. I don't want her to just become a female Darth Maul. I don't want that because Darth Maul had a very specific like reasoning behind him. Yeah. Darth Maul was destined to lose all the time. He was like, who was the mythology character that kept pushing the boulder up the hill? Is oh, it Sisyphus? I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the character. But Loki's but, always destined to lose. But, but Loki didn't at the end. Right. But Darth Maul, in, would, as a, myth, a mythological character, was destined to lose. No matter what he did, he could not win. I don't want that to be for Shin. I think Shin has a real opportunity to be a true antagonist against either Sabine or Ahsoka. Yeah. I think they're setting her up to be more of a Sabine villain. I think so. But it was one of the things about Ahsoka that I was a little disappointed in. I wasn't completely sold on how they portrayed the Sabine Wren character in Ahsoka. Yeah, she was definitely really like, she was oddly clumsy and I think a little bit childish. Le- I think a was, little immature. I think yeah. I would have I would have thought that character had been a little bit more mature than the way they portrayed her given the time frame. But that's not this. The biggest surprise for me was Shin Hati. I think it, it was a not, great character. It would not surprise me if that character appeared in like feature length films. Because at D23 and 2022, they Lucasfilm announced essentially that there are new feature films coming. There is a new trilogy coming. And it would not surprise me if it was, you know, centered around the moment on the timeline that involves the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and Shinati and, you right. know, the rebels, like this sort of, right. you're like post rebels, right? Like the same characters right. that, so yeah. Absolutely. We have one character, one character, one category left. And this is the best overall Disney content of the year. This So we took everything that Disney produced this year. We looked at all of it. Well, we didn't watch all of it. We looked at everything we could look at. And this is the one piece of content that stood out in our minds as the best overall Disney content of 2023. Should we do a drum roll for this one? Because this yes. is a pretty big category. So the Golden Mimi for best overall Disney content of 2023 goes to Loki season two. It was phenomenal. It had me hooked. It had me theorizing. It had me sitting down to watch it every week. Great ending, great storytelling, great characters. There was nothing about it that I would have changed. Right. Except for the fact that it did not address Loki and Sylvie's relationship at all. I don't want them to get together. I just didn't like that they ignored it. Right. But well, yeah, because she's a variant of him. Well, no, but like they ended the first season with it and then never addressed it again, which like I didn't want that. I thought that was weird and I thought it was out of character, but like, don't do it and then ignore it. Right. Like, you don't have, you have to address it at some point. Got it. But yeah, nothing else about it that I would have changed from Loki. So very good. All right. The and best, the golden papa. The golden papa for best overall Disney content of 2023 goes to also Disney, uh, Disney Loki season two. I am just fumbling my words. All me over too. The place. So Loki season two was the best content for me. Um, 
it is rare that a second season is better than the first season of some things. And it was this one. And I thought season two of Loki was even better than season one of Loki, which I thought was very, very good to begin with. I am kind of excited to see what they're doing with this. Are they using Loki to sort of be sort of the God of time and managing all these branches and keeping everything. It'd be interesting. It makes me what wonder. Character may end up going after him because a really good villain would be someone who then tries to do something to Loki said he could not. I'm curious to see if he is stronger than Wanda because the Scarlet Witch is stronger than time. Right. But is she stronger than she's a nexus being? Right. She's a nexus being, which means she's stronger than any sort of constraint that a what's it called? A timeline would hold on her. But is she stronger than the god of time? Uh, Because she's not a time. She's not a god. Right. She is not. No. So um, that's really interesting to me. But the whole like the whole timeline thing needs to be cleared up sooner rather than later, because. In Multiverse of Madness, are different multiverses different timelines? I don't understand. I I need that clarified. ASAP. Yeah, a lot of things need to be clarified on the Marvel end because things are getting a little wonky. And I think in 2024, there's only one Marvel film that is scheduled to even come out. And I think that's Deadpool 3. But we're going to talk about that in a future episode when we look ahead. But for this week, Mimi, do you have anything more to add about the uh, Disney Content Awards 2023? do not. I'm very tired. I don't know why. High five. Ladies and gentlemen. If you have suggestions or comments or feedback on the awards, Mimi, how can they possibly get in touch with us? So you guys can send us an email, disneyassembled at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all at Disney Assembled. But if you guys want to support the show further, the link to our Public Patreon, buy us a Dole Whip, all that other super fun stuff is on our website, disneyassembled.com. Make sure to go check it out. Yeah, please do that. And if you haven't done so already, check out our YouTube channel. We'd appreciate some more subscribers there. Congratulations to the Dillos Diz people. They just got their thousandth subscriber on YouTube. Yes. Yeah, we're just over 100. So if you are a subscriber of the Dillos Diz podcast on YouTube, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. It's only fair. All right. Uh, But yeah, check out our YouTube channel. We got some stuff there that you might enjoy. Of course, all our socials, Disney, uh, Disney Assembled on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, like Mimi said. Of course, uh, the best thing you do if you want to help the show is tell your friends about it. Leave us that rating and review. Any rating and review, a nice one would be the best, right? But if you have a rating and review capabilities on the podcast player of choice, do that. Subscribe to the show so you can hear it every week. We'd really appreciate that. All right. One more high five. Good job, Disney fans, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode brought a smile to your face, some extra magic to your day, and that all-important sprinkle of pixie dust to your week. Happy holidays to all of you and thanks for listening. And until next time, see see you real soon. soon.
Ladies and gentlemen, please collect your belongings, watch your head and step, and take small children by the hand.